When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You- Oh, Pat. What did you the, think oh, go was going to happen in this conversation, Dave? You I thought, thought that, you, thought I you thought, were going to own us with facts and no, logic? No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought Davis and Pete would try to get a rise out of me, and I thought Pat would come in with just some logic. And uh, <laughs> I was wrong. He did, just not the he logic did, he, he did. He hear. did come in with some logic. Pat, I think he's good, but he's not, I mean, basically... He's like Robin. He's Robin. He could be Robin because oh, we were, we were upset is... that he wasn't playing in the slot. We're like, why is Cedric Wilson playing in the slot? We need CD Lamb in the slot. That's not great for like found a superstar We found receiver. our thumbnail. He needs to be in the slot. You know? Pat, Pat going like this saying, is CD Lamb Robin? <laughs> yeah, Pat, could you lean in and do the YouTube <laughs> face for the screenshot? <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Swolecast, the off-season Swolecast. Really, there is no off-season for the Swolecast because we are out here grinding, working hard, but uh, we have a special guest today, and I just want to go ahead and introduce him first, Pat Corain. Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. My second time uh, on the Swolecast. Yep. Excited to be here. Yeah, first show uh, for Pat Peter was, what would you grade last year's show for Pat? You know, I thought he did some things right. He did do a lot of things wrong. And there were some kind of holes in his knowledge of Mm -hmm. certain NFL prospects that I think was kind of disappointing. You know, when you get someone from Big Peacock on the show, you kind of expect a a level of knowledge base that I'm hopeful Pat um, can surpass this year. For sure. Yeah, so we're going to talk some uh, off-season moves. We're going to talk some uh, some wide receiver draft prospects and uh, and also just whatever else comes up. Pat, how like how in depth have you studied this year's draft compared to previous years? Because you're full time now, right? I mean you're 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 one yeah. of the guys. You uh, let's face it, you are the guy at uh, NBC Sports Edge. Well, that's very nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no I'm, i've been uh deep in the weeds i uh i got my wide receiver rankings out last week uh one through 18 and i've got running backs in the works right now uh quarterbacks in the works as well so uh digging in it's been fun i love how i said you were the guy giving you the like chance to be humble and you just, no he took it, he took it. <laughs> I took it. shots Man. fired at Dennis. good for good for current <laughs> Uh, Davis, how are you doing today? You know, uh, can't can't complain. Just traded the uh, the one hundred and one in a draft today for for AJ Brown. So nice to nice to do that. I'm excited. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, you know, going to take a wide receiver in the first round. We're we're getting some smokescreen stuff. They uh, they got some random guy who wasn't even invited to the combine into a Roto World blurb today. So good for good for that. Good for Samari Torre. I mean, if we're gonna have Pat Crane from NBC Sports Edge on. Let's at least credit the correct site for the blurb, Davis. Crane probably wrote that blurb up. <laughs> I know, but no, we can't call it Roto World anymore. We Come can on. call it Roto World. It's All fun right. to call it Roto World. It's okay. powered by Roto World. The site is now powered by Roto World. There we go. Really? Still can. Was that capitulation no. in the branding? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't call it capitulation <laughs> so much as uh, just kind of bringing back a beloved brand. <laughs> Swolecast powered by Roto Grinders, by the way. Uh, go to Roto Grinders for all your DFS needs. No, no, no. Roto Grinders powered by Swolecast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pat, are you worried about any like like how much are you consulting like medical opinions for some of these draft prospects that have been hurt coming back? I mean, because some of it's just a, a dartboard. Justin Ross is the big one for me. Where. Uh, you know, I've been trying to get a read on if he's going to fall to day three because obviously he missed the 2020 season with a neck issue. And then he had a stress fracture in his foot that shut down his 2021. Wasn't all that good in 2021. Bombs his pro day. Uh, 
but you know, our team's going to be, you know, a little forgiving of that because of the stress fracture, or is that kind of just the final nail in the coffin in terms of his, his draft capital? So I've bumped him down my rankings from where I would have him, but I'm going to bring him back up if he ends up day two, but I'm starting to get, get worried. He's a day three guy now. All right. Hypothetical. One of these draft prospects has a, a hernia. What is, what's the timeline here for a guy with a hernia coming back? Yeah, I haven't had a hernia myself, so it's hard for me to, to really <laughs> I've never say. had one either. I can't, I can't Dave, even imagine Dave, what it would Dave, feel like. Dave was just telling me before the show, he had a, a weightlifting injury when he was in college. He, he got a, he got himself. An I, I had a sports hernia, hernia uh, but we were talking sports hernias might be different than. Um, well, that's in college. Do you remember what that, how that when exactly <laughs> yeah like i remember the general the general sense but i think our our sports hernia is different than regular hernias we need we need edwin porus where we need where dr is, chow where is, we need dr chow what are your thoughts on hernias well kitchen is kitchen is screwing with me because i told him i think i got a hernia deadlifting <laughs> this morning and i'm just really hoping it's not true because i got like three golf trips this summer and i would prefer to not be uh dealing with a surgical mesh in my stomach during during i that. thought like sports hernia is like you could they could heal by rest um but davis says he would rather get surgery and uh and then just be ready after four to six weeks well it's an it's an outpatient procedure and you're ready for strenuous activity you're ready for lifting again in like four weeks from what i was reading so you have already looked up like <laughs> this happened this morning i've already i've already called surgeons i've already i've already called <laughs> i already i already got on my healthcare provider and found who was in network and figured out who could get me in and out same day wow this is this is this is like, moving fast pay I'm level not, pay well, level he's got to be ready for the season he doesn't he doesn't want to miss training camp it doesn't it doesn't hurt it doesn't hurt really at all but it'll get worse if i it'll get it'll if i'm right about it and it is then it's just it'll get worse it'll hurt more Especially right. at this stage in your career. I mean, younger Davis could have been back to writing and podcasting quickly, but now I think it's safe to say, how long would you be on the shelf? I just would get so fat if I didn't work out <laughs> every single day. Like it'd be unreal. You got the big game coming get. up, Davis, with the wedding. So Tre correct. Yeah. You don't want to be walking down the aisle. Oh no. No. Like, no. I mean this uh yeah so all right if you uh if you're watching on youtube uh leave us a comment on what you think davis should do uh professional or unprofessional opinions they're all well, welcome hopefully here. hopefully well, he doesn't I even know for sure he has a hernia so i think anyone's opinion i mean hopefully you know, by welcome. the time this gets published on youtube i'm literally already under general anesthesia getting operated on i would like to have it done by like friday <laughs> wow <laughs> Like injury very... diagnosis and surgery within the same week how do they diagnose hernias <laughs> they do uh like an ultrasound to see what your muscles are doing to see if there's a tear i'm now picturing davis like on the operating table telling the surgeon hey can you speed this up i would love to be out of here <laughs> i got a podcast i got a podcast i gotta get to by i'm on the clock in a rookie draft like we gotta go if you if you cough point. davis does it hurt no you don't have a hernia. You said there's no bulge. And yeah, that does not hurt. <laughs> you said there's no bulge. You just called there's no. I bet you just pulled a muscle. Like this is the first muscle you've well, ever pulled. And no, I pulled I pulled muscles before, but generally pulled muscles hurt a lot. Well, this is the same guy who on the infamous Fantasy Insiders podcast would ice different areas of his body and said that his tendonitis was spreading throughout his and body. And I had, I had, I had surgery on that cause it didn't get better from his elbow to his shoulder. So, all right. Uh, we're taking all medical opinions for Davis. Let's uh, let's move on. Let's move Hang on. on real, real quick, yeah. Dave, because you're not going to bring this up yourself, but um, you know, as three of your friends here, we do have to talk about you having a DQ blizzard relapse. Uh, I saw the tweets. It seemed like we were back to old Dave. I thought we had moved past that. Can you talk about what happened this weekend? It's it's not a relapse. It's not a relapse at all. It's balance. It's a lifestyle. 
you know what? I don't Dave, want to Dave is my... doing Dave is doing intuitive eating. The problem is his is his intuition is to drive 0.7 miles to Dairy Queen after listen, dinner every night. Listen, it was within my eating window, and I don't like to brag. You guys know me. I don't like to brag, but I did do a rather intense Peloton workout where JJ, aka late round QB, was like, he messaged me, sent me a DM. It's like, wow, you really crushed it. So um I earned it. I earned that blizzard and it was the dirt. Uh, it was an Oreo dirt blizzard with little gummies in them. Did you guys have like the dirt pie when you were little? Yeah. I remember yeah. those little, yeah. You know, someone's mom in your classroom would yeah. bring them in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't like, like you could just eat however much of that you want. Like that was a goat kid dessert. And so it was a little bit of nostalgia for me. I couldn't pass it up. You, so, you're you're writing it off as a nostalgia expense. <laughs> well, just an experience, really. Want to He's see, just living life, you know. Want to yeah. see how they were. Like, yeah. what's the point in exercising and getting this dad bod if I can't treat myself every once in a while? Not the point was to I'm get rid you. of the dad bod. No, Davis. I've embraced the dad bod. It's just about health and balance, really. After you're married, you. Davis, I'll send you all my notes. <laughs> can't wait for those notes <laughs> here's what i'd like to know david do you have like the fleet saved somewhere on your phone of the of the the dq experience yeah, oh my god that, fleets. that was so. like that should have won a short film they probably that was, that was a beautiful they, thing they probably bought one of those nft infinite object <laughs> things infinite just objects? to play the fleet on i'd loop. buy it i'd buy it <laughs> That was probably the pinnacle of my uh, Twitter career, uh, for sure. All right. Are you sad? Are you sad that fleets are gone? Nah. Because let's face it, that was the only one I was doing. I mean, after that, it was rough. I actually, um, this is behind the scenes. I've never told anyone this before. Daigle did a bunch of fleets on making like a Thanksgiving roast. It was like a 20 parter. I remember that one. Yeah. yeah. He was getting into the cooking fleets. (laughs) Yeah. And there was some, there were some, uh, I felt like comedic bits in there. So I recorded (laughs) it and then I recorded some reactions to it and I almost posted it. And then I was just (laughs) like, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy that offends everybody. (laughs) You know, Chris Rock proved. Wait, you were roasting Daigle's fleets? I was roasting Daigle's roast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but you know, that's, that's not me. I, I encourage positivity. We foster a positive work environment and, uh, and that's what we're going to do. Uh, Pat, a few years ago, I made a bet with Davis on Devonte Parker's resurgent resurgence. It worked out last year. Not so much. Well, it didn't really work out. It's you because you lost the bet. But no, you got I won it. the bet. You, no, you, you, you bet Josh Dotson. I you, bet Devontae Parker. So if I remember correctly, you actually lost the bet, but you got the rebound year the next year. No, that is I'm pretty sure that's Peter, what happened. Peter, mediate here. Re- remind me of the details. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't believe, remember them. I believe Kitchen is right. I believe it was josh doxson uh versus Devonte parker uh but i think it was 2017 and i think that he got a bad Devonte parker year and then got the got the flop lag the next year it was not 2017 because peter wasn't even on the show then so yeah i didn't remember that um all right anyways he's aj green light right he's at the patriots now peter says he's a great fit what's your what's your say I mean, from a fantasy perspective, I don't think uh, I'm that excited about Devontae Parker. Uh, Jacoby Myers is going to be getting his targets. He does his thing. It's not a pass-heavy offense. Uh, they kind of came into what we thought they wanted to be down the stretch, where they're a very run-heavy team, and they were pretty effective that way. Mac Jones, pretty efficient, pretty accurate, but I don't think they're going to be like having him throw a ton this year. So, you know, I don't know. He's a late best, best ball type of guy. He's fine, but uh, – Probably not that much more exciting than Nelson Aguilar was last year. Oh Ooh. man, Ooh. that is that is brutal. Pete, 
you we all made the Wentz face. Yeah, the the Carson Wentz face. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I maybe I am still just clinging on to you know old school Devonte Parker Davis and I watching him in the flash going absolute beast mode against the Giants. Just a big, big man. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they do need a receiver like him, right? Like they haven't. He was. That's what Nikhil Harry was supposed to be, and it was a disaster. <laughs> that's, that's true. And I think it probably also hinges on how much improvement do you think we could see from Mac Jones as a passer. You know, where if we, if you do just run back what they did last year, I agree, it's not that exciting, but does he get better? Do they let him pass a bit more? And then could Parker be a beneficiary? I mean, I, I think we, I think, no, I think, I think Belichick is pretty, like, I think he told us that he does not think that they're going to be airing it out like that with some of those game plans they were running. Like he didn't trust Mac Jones to do anything. And I mean, part of that was everyone on the team is so slow uh, I kitchen, were you, were you eating up the, the articles talking about how John is going to be moved to like H back this year? He's going to be playing like the Kyle use check role for the Patriots. Is that, is that really doing it for you? I did not read that, but, um, I will say I will welcome that. Um, anytime you can pay 14 and a half million dollars against the cap for a fullback and, and still yeah. wrote paddle, still say you're the best coach in the NFL. You got Patriots. Yeah, did you see the, <laughs> did you see the over under of, uh, wins this year? Eight and a Probably, half. I was going to say eight and a half or nine. Yeah. I mean, I think I Mac mean, Jones is pretty good. I, I think Pete's point about him maybe taking a step forward and changing things is, is a good one. Uh, uh, you know, if he's showing more this year in his second year, I don't think they'll just, you know, be a shell of an offense the way they were at times last year. Okay, what do you, got, do you ahead. think, uh, how, how do you think Kendrick, does Kendrick Bourne factor into this conversation at all? Is he just out of the picture or is that going to just be their clearly defined three wide receiver set? Do we think? I, I'm not, I mean, I think Kendrick Bourne, he makes like a few exciting plays a season, but yeah, he's always been kind of a role player type of John, guy. John Paulson loved to tweet how he was like wide receiver twenty nine on the year. He did have a few yeah, of those, he, didn't he? Have, yeah. yeah, he had a, a few flashes there. It's called spikes, Peter. My bad, Spike Week. Check okay. out Eric Bime for yeah every Wednesday six p.m. Eastern. <laughs> um, so all right, you got thirty seconds before we get in draft prospects, Pat, to talk about your love for Rojo and the Chiefs. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, Davis had me on his podcast, and we uh, we got to celebrate the meshing of our of our brands with Rojo to the Chiefs. Uh, that was fun, and yeah, I mean, I think it's a obviously a great landing spot for Rojo. If you're rooting for Rojo to land somewhere good, he's going to have some touchdown upside, have some some spike week potential that way. Uh, I don't think like as a dynasty asset, you know, Davis. Uh, revealed that he sent a late second and superplex for him. That's about the most I would I would send. Uh, you're he's an expiring asset really because he's on a one year deal. But I mean he's very cheap still in best ball, and it's kind of like once again I'm going to be drafting Rojo because you know he's got some contingent value. Uh, I think they're kind of looking at him as a potential solution, a cheap solution to teams playing a ton of two high safeties against them. They can they can pound Rojo. Oh wow. A C-H, I mean, C-H is now Giovanni uh, Bernard and, and Ronald Jones is, uh, is Jeremy Hill. I mean, it's oh, not like okay. the most effective solution they could have brought in, but I think it is like, that is gotta be the way they're thinking where it's like he, this is a two down running back who should be pretty effective with two deep oh, safeties. Man. The, the cure to the too high safety defense. Uh, that is next that's, level. That's copium. basically what, that's basically what Andy Reid said. When, when they, cause they, they, all the coaches did media availability when they all took that picture and Matt rule had like the worst fit of all time oh is, but I mean, obviously the, the, the thing is, is they're not, they don't want to pay Jarek McKinnon what he's asking for after that run. And Daryl is not on the team. So they needed a guy and Ronald Jones is a pretty good bet to be a and it's guy. like 5 million bucks. Like, you know, for 5 million yeah. bucks, he's a, he's a decent solution for that. Did you did you see the class picture, Pat? I actually haven't seen this. You haven't it's, seen it's the, it's really bad. Like, you know, that, every year they do like a class. They do a class picture. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Rule looks like he like is, he doesn't belong. 
Yeah. So um, I don't know. This is they're like out outside in Florida and he's got like oversized pants, an untucked shirt, some casual shoes. You got to look at it. Pete, did you see it? I'm pulling no, it. I didn't. Let's see if I can. Find you gotta, you gotta see this picture. And Sean, looks- and Sean McVay, Sean McVay looks like a guy who has a smoking hot wife and just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, I like Sean. Oh McVay. my god! Uh, I assume in post production we're putting this photo up on uh, the screen here. But this photo, I was even thinking like more of a professional thing. This looks like a group of guys who, you know, one of them said, "Hey, at let's the get bachelor the party, party. yeah, right before we go out for dinner." <laughs> Oh my goodness. The oversized po- and then uh Brable's got like the um the collar that's kind of out like almost like the club collar. That's what I would think he would be wearing uh, also. Yeah, Brable's kind of got like the look that Rule was going for, but Brable's pulling it off. Also, the way Rod Rivera is sandwiched between uh McVeigh is that Shanahan in the back? It looks like he's their bodyguard. They just, they don't look like they should otherwise be in the same place together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, this, this rule photo is like, I'll never be able to bet on a Matt rule led team ever again, knowing that this is what he looks like outside of the football. (laughs) Like it's so bad. Wait. Also did Josh McDaniel get more swole than we're used to? He looks like pretty chested up there. I don't even know what Josh McDaniel looks like. Yes, you did. Well, without a visor. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I could not pick Josh. Mc... I'm looking oh, at yeah. this photo right now and I can't, I can't. Doesn't he look beefed up? All right. For but what sure, about Mike? Dude. What about Mike McDaniel? <laughs> Just like, like, like he put on like 50 pounds. <laughs> Mike McDaniel looks like his, he's going to Easter Sunday with his mom and he, he this, just took a photo out of him. In front this, of the church. <laughs> this photo, this, <laughs> This caption I'm looking at says that Josh McDaniels looks like he had an allergic reaction to eating Josh McDaniels. (laughs) Also, dude, Mike McDaniel, you can full his shirt is see through. He's got the wife beater. You can can fully see it. Oh, that's a tough. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Those are the. I mean, you can learn a lot about people by taking their picture, just like we saw Davis in. and peter's pick when they went to the dolphins game you just you learn a lot about peter uh, people kind of like uh rivera's rivera's vibe right here just, rivera looks like relaxed. an undercover fbi agent <laughs> yeah, like in the floral polo is just trying to throw them off the, the sunglasses <laughs> there are a lot of bald heads in this photo yeah all right let's uh <laughs> let's move on from balding uh pat you got us off track once again so let's uh let's try to get yeah, back on back on track as we talk about some of these draft prospects the wide receiver class you say would you say this is a heavy wide receiver class like physically heavy no pat like uh <laughs> like a deep class well it's it's both actually because last year you know endlessly talked about how it was a small wide receiver class it was true but pretty good wide receiver class despite that this wide receiver class is i think probably a little better than last year's if you just remove the top guy like if you if you lop off jamar chase and then whoever you have at wide receiver one in this class i think the rest of the class probably a little bit better than last year's and it has like a variety of player types so you know if you're into kind of the the slightly undersized, but like all around number one wide receiver, you know, Garrett Wilson's there. You got a bunch of deep threats, Chris Olave and a number of guys who should be in that late first round, early second round range. Uh, you got some bigger wide receivers and Drake London and Traylon Burks. So it's a pretty fun wide receiver class. And I think not too many guys who really jump out as like potential landmines. There's some guys with wide ranges of outcomes. I think Burks and, and London both fit that bill, but really high upside guys and like very deserving of the hype they're getting. Burks is just a massive guy, right? But he had a bad combine. He didn't have a great combine, uh, but he didn't, he didn't bomb the combine either at his weight. His 40 was okay. And Kevin Cole's model uh, has the 10 yard split as being more important. He actually had a pretty good 10 yard split. So I don't think the combine should be a massive red flag for us as fantasy managers, particularly because 
it might not impact his draft position that much. So if he falls to the second round, we need to react to that. But if Traylon Burks is still in the first round, then I don't, I'm not going to like further discount him because he didn't crush the combine. Yeah. And Davis, he was a stud at Arkansas. He was a stud at Arkansas. And, um, you know, Corinne and I have been talking about Traylon Burks a ton this offseason, but like he, he, the, the, like a knock you would have on him from like a data perspective would be, well, I mean, he played in the slot and the whole offense was designed kind of around getting in the ball, but he did do really well like when pressed. So when beating, when beating press coverage and stuff, which is pretty nice. I, I Burks is the one for me that I don't have to like squint and see. I'm not worried like, Oh, he's got to go to a good team or he's got to go to the bills or whatever. I'm just like, he's just going to be good. Um, whereas I think like a team needs to have a plan for Chris Olave. I think a team needs to have a plan for Drake London. A team needs to have a plan for Christian Watson, who's probably going to be a little bit raw considering the level that he played at. Like Burks, I'm just like, I don't think he's on that level of like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, CeeDee Lamb. I think he's more like a Michael Pittman, but like that's a pretty good player. Yeah, let's do some uh, let's do some comps. And Pat, since you have been researching so intensely in the offseason, I will start with you. Trey, with, with Burks, Give us a superhero comp to him. Des Bryant. No, superhero. Just say AJ Brown. AJ Brown. Like Marvel character. Superhero. That's, You're not that's satisfied with Des Bryant or AJ Brown? What more do you want? You want him to say Calvin Johnson? You want he's him to say actually very similar. He is very similar to AJ Brown because I want, I want him to say like Batman or Spider-Man. Oh. oh. Like you really character. want to? Yeah. Good God. Kitchen's uh, envisioning this as like a, its own YouTube segment. He's like, NFL prospects as Marvel characters. 10,000 views. This is definitely going on the thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a good comp. <laughs> Superhero comp. I've seen like the the one before the last one of those Marvel <laughs> movies. I'm so out on all these Marvel Just movies. say literally any character. You Morbius. don't even have to have a re... Okay, thank you. Who is Morbius? I don't know any of the it's this. It's this movie that's getting absolutely... <laughs> I haven't seen any of them like five years either, but Mor- Morbius is getting like F- minus reviews. <laughs> I, should, I mean, you could have said anything. I've got three daughters, so I am out of the uh, the superhero realm. I he, just... He's the Elsa of <laughs> NFL draft <laughs> prospects. Ooh. I like it. All right, let's let it go and move on. <laughs> to the let it go. <laughs> okay. Um, you talked about Christian Watson, Peter. How, like, how excited are you about Christian Watson? Moderately excited. No, I mean, what? Help me if I'm wrong. Christian Watson is the guy that's not necessarily expected to have a ton of draft capital, but pops as the athletic, size, speed, production guy that we want to see fall in the right spot is that a fair characterization it it is but i think the draft capital narrative has changed post combine to where he might get like there's a chance he's a late first round pick now oh wow um, probably in the second round but I, i don't think he'll fall to the third round anymore but but yeah he's an fcs guy north dakota state guy um and very athletic deep kind of a classic like downfield guy used on some like very short screen type of stuff as well, but really raw. He's old, uh, but you're kind of betting on the athleticism. You know who's being rumored to be interested in him? The Kansas Packers. City Chiefs. Kansas City, great, great fit, great, great fit. fit, great fit. Chiefs. Yeah, that, that's that his vertical. Sense. Do we know his vertical? Uh, I think I. I actually, yeah. I for what it's worth, I actually don't think he's a great fit. Chiefs. I I think that they should not be taking a guy like that i think alave like if i think if they took uh him instead of alave i would not know if that makes that much sense for what they want to do on offense i would definitely prefer them to take alave uh he, he does have the vert though 38 and a half inch vertical 136 inch broad jump and four four three speed 4.36 speed he's six four two i mean yeah he's exciting i mean Davis, do you think the Chiefs, because as Pat was saying, that there are, you know, archetype, archetypal wide receivers in this class that's 
fit specific roles. Do you think the Chiefs are going to say, hey, we want to get a speedster to replace the Tyree Kill element? Or do you think they're like, we're just going to try to go draft a grown ass man and know it's going to work out? I don't think I don't think drafting a gam is what they do. I think they care so much more about speed. I, I think like pretty much every decision other than drafting Clyde Edwards Hilaire in terms of who they have selected. Like if you look at what Veach has done, they they draft Hardman, uh, you know, they bring in Josh Gordon, they signed Sammy Watkins in free agency, uh, even Demarcus Robinson, who is like useless, but did like nine years ago run, a, I think a four, three, eight off the top of my head. Like it, like every, almost everything they've done on offense has been trying to add faster guys. I mean, McKinnon, another guy uh, who 10 years ago was really fast. I wonder what McKinnon would, would run right now. That's a good question. He looked pretty good in the playoffs. He did. Uh, the the problem about- with Watson... Go ahead, Pat. I, I think if you're the Chiefs, the problem with Watson is that there are other guys who have that same like type of role and are very athletic uh, that you can get cheaper. So, like Alec Pierce would be an example of, of like a Watson arbitrage play. Uh, another really athletic guy. Yeah, but it probably cost you a third round pick as opposed to a late first round pick. All right, talk to us about Alec Pierce. Uh, you Cincinnati have to understand Wild. a lot of people that are listening to this show. They're, they're just kind of coming in green. And so you can't just say Alec Pierce. You have to say, like, who Alex P- Alec Pierce is. Is he Batman? Right. Is he Robin? <laughs> is he Morbius? <laughs> Classic Spider-Man play here. Uh, Alec Pierce, he's he's six foot three, 211, kind of a one-dimensional outside deep threat, but uh, really impressed at the combine. Had a 4-4-1-40, 129-inch broad jump, 40-and-a-half-inch vertical. Uh, he had a 17.1 ADOT in his final season, 16.8 for his career. Like, he is a deep threat. There's, like, no no issues with, like, how you're going to use this guy. He didn't have, get, like, a ton of targets, which isn't great because he played with Desmond Ritter. Ritter was willing to throw the deep ball, but he was awesome in yards per target with 11.1. So your hope is basically, you know, the the, the like – Shoot for the moon hope is that he's Terry McLaurin, but he could pretty easily be like Marcus Valdez Scantling. Profile is pretty similar to Martavis Bryant. So, hey, Martavius uh, Bryant, that's not been, bad. Mar- Martavius Bryant would have been a star if uh, what was yeah. it? Was it he couldn't stop smoking weed? Is that I can't remember what his suspension was. He would have weed been was one of his suspensions. Yeah, he was looking good. He also, I mean, he also looks like Miles Boykin and, and Matt Collins. So it's not like he's, but you can get him if you're the Chiefs in round three. Watson's probably late round one for them all right here's another great fit for chiefs maybe the titans as well do you know who i'm gonna say um ben mcbride or trey mcbride no someone has speed someone who also is injured for the titans jameson williams jameson williams this is a track star um who at alabama was crushing it and then got hurt What's uh, what's his range of outcomes? I think Jamison Williams is really exciting. Uh, I had I think he comps to like Will Fuller. Uh, he, he looks a little bit like Jalen Waddle, although he's more of a true deep threat than Jalen Waddle. Uh, if he had not torn his ACL, I think he'd be right there with the top three guys in the class, which I have as Burks, Wilson, and London. The ACL tear obviously changes things for both real life and fantasy, but he was incredible in his final season. He only had that final season because he played at Ohio State, had to transfer because he couldn't he couldn't earn routes with uh, Wilson there. Alave, yep. We also have uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba was in the wings, so he made the move to go over to Alabama. But you did have John Mechie there, who was considered you know a potential first round pick that he thoroughly played ahead of. I mean, just took over that offense, clear number one option, clear deep threat, and number one option. Uh, and we got 15 games in the final season. So it's not like you have like a super small sample. Like where you look at Drake London, we're really hyped on his final season. He only played eight games that year uh, in 2021. So at least we have a 15 game 2021 for Williams. Feel pretty good that he's very talented off the charts in yards per route run. Uh, you know, clear, clear role in the NFL. Uh, and honestly, I mean, maybe the ACL helps him in the sense of he lands with a better quarterback. Cause you know, I think the chiefs, like the Bills, the, the Packers would all be very interested in him if he's there. 
Peter, what is the best situation for a wide receiver to be drafted in this year? The Chiefs. Great, other great, than great, 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 great. I mean, you're setting me up for it. Other than well, the Chiefs. Well, Bills, Cowboys, Packers, too. Yeah. I mean, the, the Bills. Packers Bills. would be number one, right? Like, I don't well, think so. I think the Chiefs are number one. Yeah. Because don't you think there, we have seen so many times with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, him, um, not coming around on new players, young the players. Guy, the guy had the guy had Wisconsin Randy Moss and chased him off his team after he dragged his ass through a playoff game. Like that, he, that might be a generous cop, but we take it he was on your podcast, <laughs> so he gets the Randy Moss cop. He's Superman, Dave. If you want, if you want, to, if, you want to, if you want a cop, Jeff Janis is Superman. Yeah, but whereas. Yeah, so there's actual risk there that Rodgers is just like, actually, I don't like this guy. Where you feel pretty confident if a talented wide receiver is drafted in the first round and steps into the Bills or Chiefs offense, they're going to do well. I, I do wonder if sneakily for Dynasty, the Bills is a better spot because the Chiefs will probably continue to throw resources at wide receiver knowing what their salary cap situation is. But I do wonder if the Bills take a guy and he's good, you know, whether it be Jamison Williams or, or whoever, because Diggs is about to be 29 or 30. And they're also Josh Allen's mega extension is about to kick in. So I wonder if the guy the Bills draft is going to just get like force fed targets for the next like two and a half seasons from Josh Allen. I think the Cowboys is also a really, really good spot uh, long term because like CD Lamb, you know, is good. But is he? Pat, I think he's good, but he's not. I mean, basically, he's like Robin. He's Robin. He could be Robin because we were were upset that he wasn't playing in the slot. We're like, why is Cedric Wilson playing in the slot? We need CeeDee Lamb in the slot. That's not great for like a thumbnail. We found our thumbnail. He needs to be in the slot. Pat Pat going like this saying, is CeeDee Lamb Robin? (laughs) Yeah, Pat, could you lean in and do YouTube (laughs) face for the screenshot? (laughs) nailed it all right (laughs) i mean seriously though you got michael gallup playing the x i mean he's not a a big target earner he's a solid professional wide receiver but if you get a wide receiver who's like just a superstar he's probably going to be playing outside in two wide sets i mean he might play ahead of cd lamb in in two wide sets because lamb wasn't all that good on the outside uh last year so uh I mean, Jamison Williams there would be would be pretty exciting because he, he kind of profiles like a classic Z type of wide receiver. Least exciting spot, the Titans, right? Yeah, not not ideal because I, they're going to be were looking. You, were, you, were you hoping that we were going to be like, no, Tannehill, dude, it's it's time. No, like I, I get it, I get it. I mean, you've got Woods there now. You've got obviously AJ Brown, hopefully there, Derrick Henry, but they need they need wide receiver depth. And they could use a, a lid lifter, right? Like that would fit well with AJ Brown and Woods skill set. Yeah. Yeah. I saw um a mock that had Sky Moore uh to yeah. them. If Kitchen steals Sky Moore from all of us as part of his brand, that's gonna be a tough scene. I, listen, this is gonna I don't be think I can nail that. This, <laughs> the Titans have already drafted a first round wide receiver out of Western Michigan. And uh, didn't pan out the way we expected it to. So, uh, Sky Moore, I'm I'm kind of iffy on him, but I know that you love him, Pat. Yeah, I'm I'm a really big fan of Sky Moore. Is I he your number one overall? No, no, but I I'm like uh, I have him above a lot of people. Uh, like who? Like what would five. be a hot take for your Sky Moore love? The hot take would be he goes first round, and then I put him ahead of Jamison Williams because he has a torn ACL. That would be the hot take. But right now, no, he's already going. This mock already had him going first round. So give me a hotter take. Like, what are some of the wide receivers you have him above? Uh, I've got him above George Pickens. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty high on Sky Moore. I've got him wide receiver five in the class. I've got uh, Burks, uh, Wilson, London, Williams, and then more. So to further Dave's question, is there any chance he could go higher than five for you? Or is he capped out there even if he goes? No, I, I could put him ahead of, I guess the real hot take would be if he lands in a good situation late in round one that I put him ahead of one of like Burks or London if they uh, don't end in a good situation. So that Sky would be the, more that to would the, be the real hot take. In the first round now, he, now he's top four. Now he's like wide receiver three. If, and, if, uh, if, 
if we he go goes, war. if he goes to the, <laughs> and, we, and, to, and Twitter explodes. If he goes to the Bills or the Chiefs, he's wide receiver too. I think. Wow. Ooh. Now yeah. taking me. Who yeah. would you? Who would you have? Would behind? you say Burks? that the sky is the ceiling? I mean, it would depend. It would depend on where Burks and and Garrett Wilson yeah, go yeah. because there there is a decent there is a decent chance that Burks and and Wilson also get taken by teams with elite right. quarterbacks. Right now, there's a chance that Garrett Wilson gets drafted by the Jets. I mean, if, I know all we care about is talent, shit, but if Garrett Wilson gets drafted by the Jets and Traylon Burks and Sky Moore go to the Chiefs and the Bills, like I'm sorry, I'm not taking him. I'm not taking the Jets guy over the Chiefs guy. Davis, yeah. why aren't we talking about George Pickens more? I am. This is. A, did you even know this, or are you just are you just guessing at darts? Do you know that I love George Pickens? Well, You're not I, listening to all of Davis's podcasts. <laughs> yeah, kitchen. Well, I, I think wondering... Davis uh, <laughs> that David basically just repeating the last name he heard. Yeah, like I, I, that's what, what I was wondering is if Kitchen had like made notes or if he was just reading a no, list. Of no, guys. I'll tell you. The reason why is Ben Pritchett has been in my ear for the past year talking about how awesome George Pickens is. And then I'm listening to all these podcasts, doing all my in-depth research, and he just hasn't been a guy that's been highly touted by draft Twitter. Well, these these people are are not going to have a good time when um when they when they come to find that George Pickens is going to go in the first round and he is a dog. That yeah. guy, that guy is so good and it, he had a weird career he plays for a team that doesn't throw the ball very much so it makes his market share numbers look weird like pat i can't remember if it was you making this point or or kevin cole maybe made this point to me but like one touchdown either direction in georgia like one extra touchdown or mm -hmm. one subtracted touchdown could be like nine percent of a market share because of how little they throw and because of how much they run the ball so i'm not and he, he was better than expected at the combine 10 months removed from the ACL. He is going to be a great run blocker, which I know doesn't matter for our purposes, but it's going to make coaches like him. And compared to like the treatment that Jalen Rager and guys like that get from their coaches, just having a guy who's going to ingratiate himself right away to a head coach. I'm on board. Like, I just think Pickens is, is a smash. You the see him like as a to... Thanos Davis. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I, I never issue, but the talent is there. I've never seen Infinity War, but I'll say, out oh, here, we'll do the screenshot. George Pickens. <laughs> George Pickens is Thanos. Snap your. Do we have a George Pickens snapping his fingers? You gotta, you gotta hold the the hand up so they can put the glove on. There, there go. we go, Devin. Work your magic with that. Can't wait for this new era of swole cast with some <laughs> true post production involved. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I, the point that Davis made about the the touchdowns is is a good one with Pickens. Well, but to be to be clear, it's not my point. I stole that from someone who's smarter than me. Who? The, would you? I like can't to... rem I can't remember. I just said it was either it was either Kevin or Pat made that point to me. I ha I have talked about it, but I don't know. Maybe Kevin was Davis off stealing it from Pat and then saying it on a show that Pat is on <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah. He. The thing with the touchdowns, though, is that like that's the good part of his profile is that he had a 33% touchdown share as a freshman, true freshman, 35% as a sophomore, uh, which is really nice. But he only had eight touchdowns and six touchdowns in those two seasons. He had 727 yards as a freshman in 12 games. Uh, the raw stats are like a little bit like he had a freshman breakout, but it came on really, really low raw stats. So it's like to me, it's that maybe the the market share stuff is actually overrating him rather than underrating him. Did you see that someone compared him to Devonte Adams? That's, that's just a, what, that's just what people will always do with the no. six, two guy. Well, it was actually himself that compared. Oh, <laughs> he is like, if you watched him, he is like David said, he is a dog. Um, he does not lack confidence at all. I think he's more of a downfield guy than Devonte Adams. Yeah. You know? I feel like you don't even want to give yourself the Devonte Adams comp because it means it's going to take you're, you like mean, four it, years yeah, to I mean, realize your potential. It means your quarterback is going to hate yeah. you for the first two years of your career. And you're going to be playing behind Donald driver and James Jones. So Pat, you're saying he's an, an upgraded Devonte Adams. I'm saying, I, I think he's more of like a, <laughs> I think he's more of a Sydney <laughs> rice or, or maybe a Wolf Fuller. 
I was I was saying I was saying like maybe like a bulkier Will Fuller. Yeah, like yeah. like a more yeah. sturdy Will Fuller. I would take like, a bulkier Will Fuller. I mean, well, you obviously obviously there are some trade-offs with that though. Like Will Fuller is like maybe one of the fastest players and Pickens is not that fast. Uh speaking of Will Fuller, are we are we going to get him signing with anyone anytime soon? How long is this going to drag on? Uh, I mean, so I, Pat, I, I, I can correctly attribute this. Pat was telling me that the finger thing was like actually a real thing. And he had to have another off season surgery on it. And then I also heard that like the, the mental health aspect of like, just not wanting to play last year for the dolphins was like also real that he just was like, not in like, not, not feeling playing football at all last year. So and maybe he really wants to go play with Deshaun Watson, or maybe like most of us, he's like, I don't know how much time I really want to be spending around Deshaun Watson these days. So maybe I don't want to just follow this guy to Cleveland. This this would be Tuttle's time to come in with a comment that would try and attempt to get him canceled. <laughs> <laughs> he, he does that pretty well. Uh, Peter, super flex, regular best ball, where you're seeing these rookies go. What are some some wide receiver like some good value wide receivers, maybe some wide receivers that you're just not touching because they're way too high? Yeah, I, I do think they've seemed more palatable to me in the super flex just with how much the quarterbacks are getting pushed up. I found myself just more comfortable taking these rookies, whereas in the original, you know, say big board on underdog, I thought there wasn't quite as much upside. Um left on the bone based on where some of these guys were going. So I had been trying to target more of the guys that we were unsure of their draft capital, you know, sky Moore, like we mentioned was free for a long time, Christian Watson, really cheap. Whereas I didn't necessarily feel like chasing, you know, Traylon Burks into the fifth, sixth round sometimes just because he was kind of the de facto wide receiver one at the time. And um, I think though, I've ended up with way more, of the running backs late, just trying to throw as many darts, just knowing that kind of the binary, binary upside is so good there. And I, I probably don't have as much of the rookie wide receivers in my portfolio, just because, um, you know, the call might be coming inside the room with ship chasing a bit, but everybody just loves young wide receivers these days. And so sometimes you got to adjust. I, I mean, cause you do know one of Rashad white, Pierre strong, James cook, just who one of those guys is going in the third round to a team where you can squint and see him scoring a bunch of points, right? Like whoever, like, uh, like Amico tweeted this the other day, like the only possible team that could draft a running back and give him a three down roll is the Texans. Like what if the, what if the 49ers take a running back in the second round to get yeah. like, what's right. What's stopping them. Yeah. Did the Texans sign Marlon Mack. They did. Yeah. yeah. There's your three down back. Marlon Mack. <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's all. I mean, I do think in general, the, the rookie running backs are the best bets and conversely any of the other running backs, like that's why I haven't really been touching Eli Mitchell because it would shock no one if they drafted a running back and they have, there's only downside risk with a lot of those, you know, as you know, what, what do we say? The dead zone, uh, those dead zone. Shanahan is watching New Zealand rugby and just fell in love. (laughs) He just fell in love with a new guy. He's going to convert. So Eli Mitchell's a thing of the past. I do think like Pierre Strong, to Pete's point, he's free in these best ball leagues, like on underdog and stuff. He's he's free, and uh, he he has a sub four four forty, decent size, kind of profiles as a classic Shanahan type of back. There's a bunch of Shanahan uh, offenses now in the NFL. Um, it's like you know he could easily kind of be an RB two type of guy, and there's other guys like that. Uh, to Davis's point, who do you? And this is the situation I find myself in in the last rounds of these drafts. A lot of times, of do I want to take the rookie who I truly know nothing about, other than he doesn't have a photo next to his name, and so <laughs> I know he's a rookie, or do I want to take like uh, Deontay Foreman, who I think will end up being like the pure handcuff for Christian McCaffrey, and. That those are kind of, I mean, obviously I want to mix that up, but I feel like those are generally the the pros and cons I'm weighing between types of players at the end of drafts. To me, this running back class is a lot of guys who like profile slightly worse than Foreman did coming into the league. Like once you once you're deciding between like even Strong, who I like. I mean, Strong, his draft position is unclear. Uh FCS guy, he's really old. He turns 24 in December. 
So even the guys who I think are pretty intriguing late have like major red flags. Uh, Damian Pierce, I find intriguing, but like any kind of metric stuff just spits out gross on him. Uh, but you know, he does have, he does have some things I like very elusive, but a, a career committee back. So to me, like a, De- a Deontay Foreman, I think is who I'd be leaning towards there. Yeah. For- Foreman's a dog. That guy. I mean, anyone that steps in kitchen, you like him. That's interesting. That what it's, it's interesting that you would be, when did him. you start I, liking him? Yeah. Like yeah. at what kind of, kind of what point in his career, you know, I liked you... him when he was at Texas. He was, I thought he kind of got lost. At, he, he was he outstanding at Texas. I thought he kind of got lost in the shuffle. Well, and you then... know, you know why he got lost in the shuffle. Do you even, are you a big enough fan to know why? Yeah, of course. Uh, but go ahead. Which, and tell which was, which was what? Well, he <laughs> did. He, did on... he tear his like Achilles or something? Last you year, got he, he basically became the upside case for Cam Akers, which was he tore his ACL, was kind of useless for a year for and a half. Uh, yeah, tore, tore his Achilles, and then, and, but looked good. Like, I mean, had the juice, looked, looked explosive last year. So anyone that steps into King Henry's footsteps and is just a little bit. They, they actually, how about this stat, Dave? They actually ran for more yards per game in the nine games that Henry right. missed. Yeah. Let's, let's just go ahead and I mean, do you just, do you want to bring out the thought? elephant any, in the room? Davis tweeted out, is Derek Henry a hall of famer? Because my television co-host Craig Mish told me hundred percent told me, told me yes. that. The, the, well, the, your Swolecast co-host is telling you hundred <laughs> percent as well. And, and then I, I think Sam Hoppen made, the the most cogent point which is that you know when derrick henry is eligible like 10 years from now whatever the the group of guys voting for the hall of fame is very different than the group of guys voting for it right now i think like the media members so because davis is saying he's gonna be the one voting on it (laughs) he's voting no (laughs) i'm not i'm not i'm not gonna be voting but like guys you davis you know i'm not gonna be a supermodel Guys who learned about football from like pro football, like Aaron Schatz is probably going to be a Hall of Fame voter in 10 years or whatever. And Aaron Schatz is not voting for Derrick Henry in the Hall of Fame. Well, well yeah, he hates the Titans. Uh, but is that like, true? There's no way that I just pulled a name out of the hat, but there's no way that Kitchen like holds this grudge. Kitchen, do you have Schatz like this or... list of everyone who's like once says anything negative worst, about the Worst time? one seed of all time. No, no, shots. Uh, it's not shots, really. It's football outsiders. They were really low on the Titans last year. And I wonder how, how that turned out. out for them. Yeah, it did not turn that... out well for them. Is that, um, is that true? I mean, this was like before the season, during the season, and yeah, it eventually panned out when they lost in the playoffs. It's like <laughs> the Davis, I told you so. But anyways, this Derrick Henry, he is in a class all by himself. His bust should literally is, be is bigger. That, is that true, though? Of course it's true. You've got an athletic freak who's six four. I mean, in, in context, I mean, in context of like what he's done as a member. Yeah, of the but what about league? how he did in the NFL? Does that matter? Pat, I'm I'm sorry. Are you uh, are you anti King? I'm not anti King, but I mean, are you one you of these know, guys? Offer, all by offer, hey, are you one of these nerds every year? And you're like, oh, you can't draft Derrick Henry in the first round. Read the oh, room, uh, kitchen. Of yeah. course, we're all <laughs> united on this. I said track. it, and I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go! Send Pat a trade offer in a dynasty league. Send him a second round pick for Derrick Henry, and watch him be like, "No, nah, I'd rather have the second round pick." Yeah. <laughs> Is it Superflex? I might have <laughs> yes. rather have the I'd rather have Kenny Pickett. <laughs> but, I mean, to your point, running picks. backs being elected into the Hall of Fame will be different, right? Because everyone's kind of soured on running backs in general and their talent level you can't deny derrick henry's combination of talent and athletic freakishness and a nose for the end zone but i mean is it the real answer that his resume still needs to be added to and we can't make the decision right now like if he continues on a similar pace to what he's done he'll probably get there but if, if his career ended right now there's no way he's a Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm he's sorry, not even. If he continues on the pace that he has been on, he'll probably get there. Aren't, I mean, there, aren't there people saying like Frank Gore might even be up for debate whether he's in the Hall of Fame? 
Yes. And, yeah, and so I, like you were going to talk about his. And I think, day? I think by the way, those people are wrong because Frank Gore has accumulated so much, but the, just to give you a, a hint, Dave, Derrick Henry is the 71st all-time leading rusher in the NFL. Like I, he is not a hall of famer if he doesn't have another couple great seasons. Okay. Unless you, unless you want to give him the Terrell Davis corollary, which was that he was so good. The the problem is, is he's never won shit. And so it's, it's hard to make the argument of like a first round playoff loss as a one seed to the Cincinnati Bengals as being like the high point in which he would just coming off an injury. Gosh. Well, guys who get injured a lot, don't make the hall of fame. He doesn't get injured a lot. Davis. Isn't that not true? Didn't he actually get injured a bunch when he was first starting? Well, that's what no, because he wasn't a featured back then. So yeah, anyway, uh, how many how many of Dion Lewis's uh, timeshare backmates are going to make the Hall of Fame? It's a good question. That's a co- That's a coaching. Well, we are we are right talking there. about two seasons, really. Really, like, last year he had less than a thousand yards. He had a thousand yards and twelve touchdowns. I'm sorry, twenty eighteen. Then I've got a 2019, got... 2020 is when he was the league of his own. <laughs> Talk about two. Seasons. Last year he was a league of his own until he got hurt. Literally, like he propelled people to the playoffs just if they had him. They might have lost in the playoffs like the Titans did, but like but this isn't the fantasy hall of fame. This is the NFL hall of fame. He, oh gosh, Pat. What did you good? think oh, was going to happen in this conversation, Dave? You I thought, thought that, you thought, I thought you were going to own us with facts and logic? No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought Davis and Pete would try to get a rise out of me. And I thought Pat would come in with just some logic. And, uh, <laughs> I was wrong. He did just not the he logic. Did, he did. He hear. did come in with some logic. Well, well you, you know, I logic, think it, you can't use the logic of he wasn't good last year. He's only had two good seasons. Like he was great until he got hurt. Like Pat, I'm sorry. Just just compare him to the Hulk, and Kitchen will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Derek I mean, Henry I do, is the NFL Hulk. <laughs> I do think it kind of like goes to your philosophy on the Hall of Fame. Like to me, I'd rather have a guy like Derrick Henry. Than Frank Gore because 100%. he, you know, he mattered a lot more than Frank Gore at his height. But I mean, is Priest Holmes a Hall of Famer? The problem is, is then if you start doing that, then you're like, well, Todd Gurley's a Hall of Famer, right? Because he was the best running back in the NFL. Yeah, no, for I two think Todd, years. Todd Gurley. I would. Yeah, but I, me, like, Todd Gurley, I'm Priest so... Holmes, you know, Jamal Charles, those guys way over. Well, Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles, Jamal Charles is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I mean, it's cut a little short. Yeah, okay. All right. But I mean, but saying, I mean I'd, he has... I'd rather have the guys who at their peak were like the guy. Jamal Charles has an all-time NFL record that'll never be broken, which I think locks him into the Hall of Fame. Most most yards per carry in in a yeah, I, I, a 1,000-yard yeah. season. Okay. But, if, but I don't think Priest Holmes is a Hall of Famer. What if... A similar if one, career arc to uh, Henry Priest Holmes. Let's say if a rookie running back came in, and I know this is outlandish, but let's say he rushed for 3,000 yards in a season, just smash the all-time What people rushing. think Jonathan Taylor is going to do this year. <laughs> no, <laughs> and then he gets hurt in the offseason, freak accident, and never plays football again. Hall of Famer? Could, Hall of Famer. Any, any all-time record holder that'll never be broken, I, I am on board with that guy getting in, basically regardless of whatever else is on the resume. I'm going to say- Holmes, by the way. 1,555 oh. yards, eight touchdowns, 16, 15, 21 touchdowns, 14, 20, 27 touchdowns. That's a great three years. Great yeah. three years. I bet it pales in comparison to Derrick Henry. All right. Anyways, <laughs> we brought Pat on for his uh, drafting <laughs> prowess, not his Derrick Henry prowess. So <laughs> we're going to. We're, we're going to go. We already back have to, that prowess covered. We're going to go back to some <laughs> prospect questions. Um, Pat, I want to ask you about Dari Rosenthal. Hmm. Thoughts on Dari being drafted in those mid rounds this year? Love the hand placement, uh, the, uh, the awareness in space. Beautiful footwork. I mean, if you guys are looking to watch some tape on footwork, I want I want the backstory on how someone becomes becomes named Dare Rosenthal. Those those really feel like conflicting cultures in one name. See, I didn't think that I thought he was a development prospect that the feet and hands were not there. He's six yeah, seven. You gotta watch the tape yourself. It, you're just reading you're just reading the stuff on Twitter, man. Get your eyeballs on the tape. You'll see the footwork's there. That's that's a false narrative, dude. I mean, you gotta you gotta remember that. He he was playing with Joe Burrow. 
at LSU, but like he, he guy, guy knows the drill guy who knows how to protect the pocket. He won a, he won a national championship. I thought he played at Kentucky. He transferred. <laughs> Kitchen. We don't have you on this show for your <laughs> All right. Anybody else got some uh, questions for Pat? Um, even I, uh, an offensive line thought leader, you got me on that one kitchen because I was <laughs> searching within a list of skill position players for what late round running back or wide receiver Darry <laughs> Rosenthal was until I realized he wasn't going to be on that list. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Pat like glancing at the screen as he's talking. <laughs> like you could just you could just look at the screen. You don't have to like glance at it. Like it's well, okay. I wrote down every trope I could think of after last year's debacle. Yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, I have done my fifty hours of research on him. He does have the quickness and growth yeah. potential, long arms, powerful base <laughs> to be one of the most popular players in pre-draft film sessions. And I would say if he impresses in private workouts, he could climb. The draft boards. I mean, he is a big athlete with good bulk and a filled out frame, stays balanced and doesn't he's overextend. Six, and seven. Yeah. I mean, if he he's, improves he's six, his seven. footwork, he's there. I mean, I, I even know that he was... said some similar stuff. Did he? Yeah. Um, a lot of people don't know that his birthday is December 10th. I know that. Um, so yeah, he's a really interesting player. He was actually my number 14th ranked player in the state um, coming out. And um, yeah, pretty good. Do you want to know what's interesting is there are people that actually do this for fun. They're like, I, I did, I did a seven round mock draft. Come and read it. Did you know Davis that he went to LSU or did you just look it up real quick? I think the mystery is more fun. I think people should, I think <laughs> you, the, looked I, it up. you looked it up. You would have said if you knew it, I want, I want a full scouting report on, uh, on the guy who got blurbed up today by NBC sports edge. I want to know about Samari Torre, the, uh, the number 58 wide receiver in this class. That wasn't me who blurbed it. I actually don't know who was, was on that an play. SEO play. <laughs> <laughs> Who's asking for that blurb? <laughs> what about, right. uh, you know, Khalil Pimpleton? What? It's a real player from Central Michigan. I almost used uh, Cole Strange as a guy, but I figure Pat already knew who he was. Well, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Pat, what would you do if your editor at NBC Sports Edge was like, Pat, you do a lot of great work. You know, we're trying to expand our coverage um, and we'd like you to do an offensive line uh, power ranking column each week. So I think... Hayden was was on the podcast the other week and I believe he was doing the offensive line blurbs because like we do all these draft okay. blurbs that I'm working on now for wide receivers and running backs tight ends but I think he did the offensive line ones which I don't know how he did that like that that's like heroic to me I, Watches I the truly film, could bro. not imagine he grinds writing up offensive lines even for blurbs like doing an article would be yeah. uh truly impossible um, all right, before you go, Pat, give us a, a sleeper for you know, like a wide receiver, fifth, sixth round wide receiver, Rambo, Drummond, Bayless Jones, someone that you like. Yeah, I, I so I don't know that it'll be fifth, sixth round. I like J Jalen Tolbert a lot. I think, um, you know, a bit of an older prospect. Uh, definitely, you know, not he's got some red flags, but very productive over his career, fifth year senior. Uh, I think he'll probably end up being like a third round pick. Yeah. So another guy that might be more of like a fifth round pick that I really like is uh, Khalil, Sh Khalil Shakir. Uh, he's the type of guy that I feel like. Say tends it. To get... Say it. Say the, say the comp. What, wait, what is the comp? People are, people are saying, uh, you know, these teams are looking for the next Debo. They use Shakir a little bit as a, as a ball, you know, as a ball carrier. Okay. Yeah. I, I think he could be more like a, like a Deontay Johnson or something. Like he's, I think he's a short area receiver rather than like a, uh, a gadget guy, which is what I like about him. He's a yards after catch guy, productive in the short area. Um, he's the type of dude who I'd be interested in, even if he ended up being like a fourth round pick, because you get him really late. Wow. Jalen Tolbert, his uh, player profile comp, Adam Thielen. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's pretty interesting. He's a downfield wide receiver, not a ton of size, sufficient athleticism though. Um, if he gets, he's, I would love to see the draft position with him. Cause if he's like a fifth round pick, I don't think the profile is, is nearly as good. Uh, but yeah, with third round draft capital, he's, he's definitely interesting and, and very cheap right now. 
I uh, I want to put I want to put this on the record right now just because it's going to happen and I want to be able to come back to it later. The Patriots are going to spend a day three pick on uh, Indiana wide receiver Ty Freifogel. I just I just need this on the record that that's going to happen. Just great fit. He's he's the next in the the, the line of your your Barrioses, your Ulus Whiskies, your Amendolas, your Edelmans, your Hunter Renfros, your Renfros. Yeah, that he's he's uh, like five. Oh, actually, he's tall. So never mind. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm gonna recant that. I didn't well, realize he's so the, tall. Um, <laughs> who's the Alabama guy? Oh, on oh, the record, that guy, Sl- uh, uh, Slade Bolden, right? Slade Bolden's the Patriots guy. He's the, he's going to the Patriots. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, that that I I, I recant. It's not happening. I didn't realize Fry Bogle was six two. Yeah. <laughs> um. You. I know who Slade Bolden is because. I watch obviously the SEC, but for those that do not know, you guys made like a stereotypical kind of pick for the Patriots. Feels like that was the goal. That that's what, literally, that's, that's what's literally, so fun about Patriots picks is they're always stereotypical. They're always it's like they're gonna take the oldest safety in the draft, whoever the oldest draft eligible safety is. They're taking that guy. Uh, they're gonna take a cornerback that they end up not giving a second contract to, and they're gonna take uh, a lot of the times a white possession wide receiver. It's just what it is. Well, well, that was the uh, last show for the Swole Cast here. Rotor Grunders, sure will be canceled. Thank you, Pat, uh, for joining us. Yeah, Pat, no before you go, favorite superhero of all time? Priest Holmes. Great. <laughs> <laughs> so that was you're not normally that funny. That was yeah, I know that's really clever. <laughs> Must be the swole cast rubbing off on you. All right, give us uh, let people know where they can find you. We got a big audience. NBC Sports Edge, uh, good football show on the podcast feeds. I've got running backs and quarterbacks coming out soon. My rankings over there. Wide receivers already published. Awesome, Davis. Um, good luck on the hernia. Even though you ex- displayed no symptoms uh, of a hernia, but um, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate your your thoughts at this time. Well, good luck on that, bud. Do you have any final thoughts for the show? Yeah, you know, I'm just really looking for Jareth Stearns out of Western Kentucky to, you know, maybe get picked up as a day three, you know, priority free agent. Probably going to rank him as, uh, I'm going to go full Waldman and rank him as my wide receiver seven in the class. Uh, And I'm just, just really, yeah, just really looking forward to that. All right, there we go. Uh, Peter, final thoughts for the show. Yeah. I don't want to say I was distracted, but I have been trying to think through my preferred Dare Rosenthal comp, and I did settle on it, and it's Wolverine. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank uh, you. Wolverine took <laughs> some time to develop, but uh, it's pretty good. All right. Need a few surgeries. Pat. Uh, <laughs> All right. Uh, that will do it for the Swole cast here. Uh, special thanks to uh, Patrick. Patrick Crane for being on the show. Uh, Tuttle hopefully will be on with us next week. He had a 12 game uh, NBA slate. He was working. Is there on. is there a Wisconsin draft product that we need to be aware of for yeah, him well, to under? When we cover running backs next week, I'm sure he'll uh, he'll hit us with some. Uh, well, they don't have one this under- year. But who is the Quintus Cephas is going to be better than Jonathan Taylor? That was the all time Tuttle Wisconsin <laughs> take. <laughs> I found one prospect, Jake Ferguson, their tight end. Four oh, he's actually pretty pro- good. Yeah, there you go. Tuttle will have Ferguson takes for you. There's the tease. Okay. All right. So uh, we'll see you next time. Hit us up on uh, YouTube. Leave a comment. Tell us what you liked, what you didn't like, uh, why Pat is wrong about Derrick Henry. Any of that stuff, hit us up in the comments, and we'll see you next week here on the Swolecast from RoyGrinders.com. Peace. Peace.